faster than a bolt of lightning! More powerful than a Jedi Master! Able to leap tall stacks of comics in a single bound! Look! Up on the web! It's a show! It's a podcast! It's In The Comics! We'll bring you anything and everything a comics fan could want. Because we're in the mix! And now, in this exciting issue... Constantine returns, and Green Arrow in the WWE. Interesting <laughs> stories. Welcome to In the Comics, the podcast is in the mix of everything's comics. I'm Russell Johnson, and here with me, as always, Mr. David Cunningham. Hello, everybody. This is issue 101 of the podcast, and each week, Dave and I will give out our picks of the week, talk a little news, and give our best bets for what's hitting sh- sh- uh, shop- shops next week. You can follow the show by visiting thecomics.com. There you can find links to listen and subscribe to the show, as well as all the links to follow us on our social media pages where we keep you updated with everything comics. Got a special announcement this week. In the Comics is brought to you proudly by SuperheroStuff.com, where you can find the widest possible selection of superhero merchandise. Now through September, use the promo code 2114, the word 21 and the number 14, to get 14% off your next order at SuperheroStuff.com. In the Comics is part of the 21 Network that is a collection of weekly podcasts for the fan and all of us. Visit 21network.com for this podcast and all the great shows, including Inside the Force, 21 Podcast, Star Wars TCG, The Cool Time Show, and coming back soon, Gotham After Show. Follow all the shows on Twitter at 21network, follow Dave at dkindham21, and follow me at director421. All right, Dave, we are back. Yeah, we're back. This is our second attempt, this, this our second attempt at 101. <laughs> Yeah, I was wondering if you were going to mention that or not. Well, I'm not going to mention the details of it, but yeah, um, we tried. There was there was a 101 already. <laughs> um, we talked about some interesting things, but time has passed, and we're moving forward. Uh, so we're back here. Uh, yeah, a little bit of news just off the top. We'll do the news right from the beginning, since it's kind of small news. We don't have anything big to talk about. But it was announced this uh, a week ago. Uh, I think actually when we did our first little our first attempt at 101, that uh, Matt Ryan from Constantine put out on Twitter officially that he will be returning to TV as John Constantine in Arrow this coming season. So that's a cool piece of news. What do you what do you think about that? Everybody's been because we were we were both I think you and I were both, were both Constantine fans. We we're hoping the show would get picked up again for a second season. Didn't turn out that way, um, but at least. He's going to come back as that as Constantine. So, what do you, what, what are your thoughts on that? For uh, totally, totally thrilled. Um, yeah, I was. I think we were obviously one of the few that that uh, really enjoyed the show. Um, thought it was a, that he played a perfect John Constantine. Uh, you know, it was a, and it was a different type of show than what we were getting. You know, it wasn't very straight superhero comic book related show. It was, uh, it was more of a horror, uh, supernatural related show, which, um, which usually garners a lot of respect and a lot of viewership. But uh, for some reason, this didn't. I think it was, 
think it was in a tough time slot, man. It was like Friday night, like eight yeah. or nine o'clock, and it's just it's just a tough time slot. I think that it, it for it to survive. So, um, you know, there was always this talk about Stephen Amell wanting to show up on Constantine, but now you're getting Constantine and Matt Ryan on Arrow, which I think is just it's awesome. But unfortunately, it seems like it's only going to be a one shot and. And then uh, I think he's got some other projects that he's going to be pursuing. So it doesn't seem like we're going to get him like as a regular or even maybe maybe further down the road, maybe another one shot. But I I don't know. It, it seems like he's just kind of going to finish out his – and it has something to do with – at least what I read it has something to do with Canary coming back, uh, Sarah's character. Oh, yeah. That whole mm-hmm. resurrection yeah. thing. Yeah. So it's going to be cool, man. Maybe. I can't wait. Maybe he's part of that, and that'll lead to her resurrection into Legends of Tomorrow, uh-huh. which um, that's what we're waiting for. So that'd be cool. And um, I didn't watch it because I don't have WWE. I didn't pay for the pay per view, or I don't have WWE Network, uh, digital network. But uh, apparently, there was a lot of things on the internet for months and months and months about Stephen Amell and Stardust from WWE having a feud. Um, it's been, it'd been teased for a long time. That was officially now known that he was going to be at SummerSlam. Uh, whenever a TV actor or somebody goes on a WWE, especially a pay-per-view, I mean, to get on a pay-per-view is like, I haven't done a lot of that in, in recent memory, but, uh, you know, whenever something like that happens, it's always kind of a big deal, especially if you're a wrestling fan, um, I was a wrestling fan for many, 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 many years during the the uh, WWE, WCW, Monday Night Wars. I used to watch wrestling like like it was nobody's business. Um, so I, I keep up with it still a little bit. Uh, so I was interested to see what happened here. But uh, apparently, Stephen Amell did make his WWE official match with uh, – who was who did he wrestle with? Um it was a was tag like a team, tag team match. Yeah, Stephen Stephen Amell with uh, Neville, and they fought King Barrett and Stardust. Uh, you know, Stardust being the one calling out Arrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the character, and even Stephen Amell himself. So um, that happened tonight, and apparently they won. Stephen Amell and Neville beat King Barrett and Stardust. Spoilers: If you're going to watch it later on, sorry, didn't mean to screw that up for you. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he was going. I mean, that would have been pretty dumb if he got on there and he, did, he didn't win. You know, but they're they're kind of known to for, to doing that sometimes. Like, you know, it's always that. You know, I be honest with you, it's funny because when you and I first met, I told you I, my first screenplay I ever wrote was called Hell on Earth, and the ending of the movie was literally based on not based on, but it. it ref- it it, my, it came to me based on wrestling. Like there's going to be a huge face, baby face to heel turn at the very end of the movie that no one saw coming, you know, because yeah. I was like, like that's, that's the way the story goes, you know? Um, so they can, they can, t- they tend, they can tend to do that. I'm, I don't know, I'm not shocked that they, that they didn't uh, make him lose or anything. That would have been dumb. Well, that was but, with, uh, you know, just, just dropping in real quick. But, but that was so, that was what, was so great about wrestling back in the day was because but you did get that repetitiveness where Ho, you knew Hulk Hogan was going to win every match WrestleMania WrestleMania 2 WrestleMania 3 WrestleMania 4 
But all of a sudden, well, WrestleMania five, and then all of a sudden WrestleMania six comes, which is my favorite of all time, where because he fought my favorite character, which was the Ultimate Warrior. And oh yeah, and you thought there's no way Old Warrior is going to win this, but then he ends up winning and beating Hulk Hogan, and that was like you said, that was one you're like totally not expecting. You know, he's sitting there with both belts. It was awesome. Love that. Oh yeah, no, I yeah, that was that was my time too, man. I love that. I was like way into wrestling during those times. So, um, yeah, look at Stephen. I got a couple of bruises. Oh yeah, based on based on what happened on Twitter, he didn't. Uh, you know, he took a couple bumps himself. So that was pretty cool. That's interesting. But uh, all right, so on to um, our picks this week. I be honest with you, and we talked about this before the show started. I haven't had a chance to read a lot of the stuff uh, from DC. I, I was telling you that I literally just went to the comic book store and picked up my books from the past six weeks. Fortunately, it wasn't too bad. <laughs> Usually, I was like, "Like, man, I'm going to be out of pocket big time on this," but uh, it wasn't it wasn't too terrible. But I didn't get a chance to read a lot of DC, DC stuff this week, um, what came out. But uh, Dave, we'll start with the picks of the week. Uh, why don't you start off with what you had for this week? Well, it's a tough call because uh, I, f- I feel like I-, I got caught up a lot over the past couple of weeks, kind of reading some more books and kind of going back and giving some another chance because, you know um, – and maybe we'll talk about it after we, we do the reviews, but you know, we, we both been talking long and hard about this whole post convergence DCU. And, you know, we've been getting some questions from listeners about how we feel about it and how it's continuities all off and some parts. And it's so, you know, maybe we'll, maybe we have time. We'll talk about it, maybe get a little bit more in depth about it. But so there are some books that I've, that have to kind of turn me off on a DC side. So, but the ones that are still part, mainly part of that continuity story. And, and I went back mainly and read, I went back and reread it cause I wanted to the starting from after convergence, the Batman, uh, not Batman, I'm sorry, but the, the Superman storyline that's really going on now with, mm-hmm. uh, with action, Superman, Superman, Batman, and, um, Superman, Wonder Woman, right? And you know, I there's three books basically on each one that's been out, except the I think Superman, the the third one, which is forty um, forty four, I think is coming out this coming week. But um, but anyway, I went back and just and they're not technically connected, but they're all focused on what's going on with Superman right now. They're all called like the first the forty ones were all truth. Um, 42s were like, I think it was ju- justice maybe. And then the third one was like alienation or something like that. But, um, yeah, they all have similar covers too. So they, yeah. they all tie in together. But, um, but I really, you know, I actually, <laughs> I'm not sure, you know, at first I'm like, I wasn't really sure about the direction they were going. Now I'm, I'm not, I'm not totally, I guess on board with the way he's acting right now, but I do find some of these stories in these books pretty awesome. Um, mainly the Batman Superman one is really good. Um, 
because obviously he's dealing with Gordon in the bat suit. Mm-hmm. Right. Um and then Superman Wonder Woman has actually been really good. Um so because I I, I think I like it more where there he's he's got the interaction with with Wonder Woman, he's got some interaction with, you know, a Batman. Um it it makes the struggle a little bit more a little bit better and you know him dealing with his powers because I think in one of them I think it might be action where he's kind of just dealing with the cops of Metropolis and not really right. another mm-hmm. superhero mm-hmm. um, and then I like Superman I think Superman's the one which is pretty interesting because it's actually telling the story of how he became the, you know got to this point where it's revealing how Lois found out and how he she's I guess getting ready to exploit him and stuff like that. That's what's coming I think in the next issue. So, so anyway, um, that's probably one of my picks. Is um, probably my pick of the week is the Superman Wonder Woman book. Um, you know, like I said, this one is uh, continuing on the the story where um, they were actually they're actually fighting. Um, it starts off fighting the Suicide Squad. Um, they're hearing that, you know, obviously Clark is Clark and they know the storyline and um, that he's lost his, um, or I'm totally off on that, am I? That Was that the last issue? I think that was the last issue. That, 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 was, that was the last, last issue. issue. So this issue, he actually shows up because he wants to confront the president. That's right. So this issue, he's actually talking and they bring <laughs> Obama in. Uh, have you read Have you read this one? I have not read it. Okay. Well, he, he, so I won't give too much away, but he he's 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 confronting the president. Um, they have a really in depth conversation about what's going on with him. You know, there's there's one thing I'm a little bothered by, and 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 I think Superman actually, you know, he's kind of talking like I'm talking. You know, he gets his identity revealed, and it seems like everybody just like turns their back on him, like he's this big liar. Which means it was kind of they're throwing just everything he's done um, as Superman saving this world, and he even brings it up. You know, from he even says it. He says something like from um, you know from uh, from a, from parademons to doomsday to the Mazo virus and all this stuff. You know, it's like how how. I would think I would get the benefit of the... He says right here, I'm even going to quote him right here. He says, so after Parademons, Doomsday, Atlantis attacking our shores, the crime syndicate, the Amazovirus, Ulysses, Brainiac, Metallo, and countless other battles, you're telling me, Mr. President, that I'm not given the benefit of the doubt? Which is like, (laughs) come on. You know, it's like, (laughs) yes, you should be given the benefit of the doubt. It's in all the, you know, it seems like it's happening in all the books where it's just like, even Gordon kind of says it in Batman Superman. It's like, you know, everybody thought you were one thing and then you, you've been hiding out as a, you know, as a human and whatnot. And it's like, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of seeing the, dis- I'm not seeing the disconnect. So, so I, I again, I'm, I'm not really buying the whole thing, but there's some good, there's some really good parts in, in the story. And, and, um, when you when you kind of sit down and just read it all together, it, it kind of makes more sense and makes it blends better together and, and whatnot. So, so I do like it. I mean, I hope I hope it ends well. I don't know where it's going, but you know, um, or when Superman's going to be Superman again. But 
and how they're even going to ever explain if he's ever going to be Clark Kent again. I don't know. I don't know how he could ever go back to that. Yeah, I don't either. Uh, the, uh, you, you talk about all that. It seems a lot like, um, again, I'm catching back up. I got four episodes left of Smallville, uh, season 10. Yeah. And it always reminds me of the Clark on the on, on Smallville where he was always like, well, I can't. No, I can't tell my secret because they'll think of me differently. I'm like, God, after all you've done? Yeah, no. Really? They're going to be like, oh, you're an alien, so screw you. Uh, there's always that kind of mentality. There's always that underlying yeah. mentality with superheroes who are you know, keeping a secret. Um, so that just reminds me a lot of that when, when I hear that. It's like, <laughs> I, was, I always used to think of that with Clark where I was like, I can't. I can't tell them the truth because, you know, what would they think? And they're like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. You saved the earth a bazillion times. Um, they think you're awesome. Uh, that's what I would think. But, uh, you know, who knows? Uh, that's, that's superhero comics. So for me, um, even though, I mean, I read like Flash, the annual. It's an annual. It's, you know, it, it was it was okay. It was, uh, it was Ibarthan building his army. It was kind of cool. It was, it was fine, but it's just like it's just a separate story. Um, with uh, Green Lantern, Lost Army, that was that was that was pretty good. That was uh, you know them dealing with dealing with um, what's the face? Oh god, what's the what's, what's the um, relic? Relic, and, yeah. you know, they're, they're realizing they went through time and they're going to go back. And, you know, so that was, that was okay set up. But for me, honestly, I read a lot of the image stuff and some Valiant stuff this week. I've been trying to catch up on a lot of that stuff, which I have not been keeping up with. Um, so my pick of the week this week is Empty Zone number three. Now, Empty Zone is a new book. Uh, it's by a, a he's, he's the creator, writer, and artist, Jason Sean Alexander. It's post-apocalyptic uh society in the future it's like i don't know i don't know what year it is but um the earth has been basically destroyed and there's this woman who is a she's a spy and intelligence gatherer and uh computer nano nanotechnology you know soldier type of thing and this book has been actually very surprising it's a very gritty, very dark, which if anyone listens to any of the shows that we do, you know that's my kind of thing. And so it's, it's been like that. And this issue number three has been really threw me for a loop. Uh, the, the, our main character has been battling. Uh, she went this big battle in, in trying to recover some information. And she, got, she has her arm, which, was, uh, which is destroyed. It's a robotic arm she has. Um, it gets crushed in this fight that she has and this issue they're sent to this plastic, you know, kind of an underground, uh, secret plastic surgeon, you know, like, like a gangster or somebody who has to have surgery done without being you know, under the radar type of thing. Um, and when she goes in, she goes into this, like, like this deep sleep or this semi, not deep sleep, but that kind of the waking sleep zone with a partner that she's with been helping her um and she finds out that she's been tagged with these memories of how she lost her arm which really just rocks her to the core um and 
she doesn't know how to handle it at this point because now she realizes what had happened to her prior to these nano these nanites being like injected into her body, and it's just a really well written, very surprising, like I say, gritty, dark, um, futuristic storyline, and it kind of came out of nowhere for me. I wasn't really I, I bought the first issue. I was kind of like, yeah, you know, it, it's it's pretty cool. It's different. Um, but it, it, this issue gets really crazy, especially at the end where she goes to, uh, how can I put this? <laughs> uh, she goes to visit her lover after almost being raped in an alleyway. Um, and the ending is more than shocking. Like while she's engaged in, Relieving herself of all the stress with her partner, uh, something shocking happens. Uh, like not afterwards, not when like, oh hey, you know this has been great. I feel good about myself. Um, it gets really dark, like during the act of it, uh, which really kind of it, it actually, honestly, it took me aback a little bit. I was kind of like, what the heck, man? Um, so if you're into that kind of stuff, I highly recommend it. It's, like I say, it's very futuristic. It's very uh, gritty and dark. And uh, it's, it's this issue in particular, especially the fight sequences when she's in the alley and these three guys approach her, it is brutally violent. Um, so be forewarned if you decide to pick this book up because it is, it is, yeah, it's mature audiences only. Let's put it that way. Um, especially towards the end. So, uh, but that's my book of the week. Uh, it's very cool. Um, it's a little different from what I've been reading a lot of this stuff lately. So, uh, I, I like it. Highly recommend it. Check it out. Uh, all right. So yeah. we have our other titles that were good this week at two, if you choose. Well, um, I'll just say I caught up on, Martian Manhunter, which was a book that I really looked forward to after the whole Convergence thing. Um, and I, I really, I, I am really enjoying this book. Um, he's always been one of my favorites. And this is really, this has been really kind of wild. And, and this third book kind of started explaining a little bit more what's going on. Because, you know, we're introduced to this, this, have you read, have you read this at all? I've read the first two issues of Martian Manhunter. Okay. I've not read the third one yet. But yeah, I mean, it's I, I, the first two issues I think have been really good. I really yeah. enjoyed them. I liked them a lot. Well, you know the whole, in the very very first issue, the very beginning, this guy, Mr. Mm-hmm. Biscuits. And yep. so you got that going on and you got whatever Martian Manhunter is going through and, and, and all this thing about the epiphany that's coming. And, you know, I don't know. It's, it's, it's very out there, but it's very, very good because it involves... What I like, it involves the current, I guess, continuity incarnations of Superman, Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. You know, Flash, Batman's not around. Um, so it is the kind of current timeline, I guess, that you you, know, you can, you know, Superman's got the, you know, his T-shirt or whatever. But, in any, in it's, but it does seem like he has a grip on his powers again. So I don't know if this is a little bit after what we're seeing in – the Superman books, but, um, but cause it, cause it seems like he's flying and he's got powers and all this stuff. But anyway, um, 
so there's you know there's that obviously there's that detective that there's he's trying to figure out what's going on so this third one kind of finally starts melding together and kind of starts answering some questions so um so I'm sure I'll talk more about it in the fourth one but this one kind of reveals a lot more and kind of gives you more direction of what's happening so um very cool book though I'm kind of liking it yeah, I, I say I've, I've loved. I've actually really liked the first two issues, and it was kind of cool. I've been reading uh, the all new Section Eight uh, that's come out. It's kind of a crazy book, kind of a fun book. You know, it's a little. It's one of DC's kind of you know veering off the continuity. Let's let's add a little more weirdness and diversity into books. Uh, you know, th- these all new Section Eight. These characters are really wacky and weird, and they're looking for a hero, like a real hero to join their group to make them legitimate. And the last issue they had was Martian Manhunter was the one who was willing to come on, but he didn't, he didn't even work out within their context of yeah. their crazy group. So I thought that was, that was pretty cool. Um, now for me, um, one of the books I really liked, I've uh, been really on and um, I've gotten back into th- this whole side of things. I was a big proponent of Valiant for a long time. I still like their books. They've come out with a new kind of four issue series called book of the dead. Um, or book, the book of death. Sorry. And it is a story where a future geomancer, which is the protector of earth, who the eternal warrior, um, in the Valiant universe, always protects, takes care of. He's lived even eternally, protecting all geomancers across all time. Um, this future geomancer comes down and starts. There's all these weird natural disasters that are happening, killing millions of people. Um, so, the Unity team, which is comprised of uh, Livewire and Exo Man of War, and basically all the heroes of the Valiant universe, Ninjak, uh, they're all sent out to go after this geomancer and take her out. And she's like a little kid at this point. So the eternal warrior is taking care of her, protecting her. It's a huge battle in, in issue number two um, with him at the beginning. It shows how badass the eternal warrior actually is. I mean, he's been fighting people for an eternity. Uh, he's been in millions of battles, so he's always prepared. And all these heroes they have in the Valiant universe are incredibly powerful. Um, but Eternal Warrior knows how to defeat them all. It's kind of like a Batman, honestly, of this universe. He knows how to take out everybody. He knows all their weaknesses. He's been, you know, studying them and preparing for any kind of thing they can come up with. Um, what was really cool about this book is, again, I've been, the reason I really like the Valiant universe is that with un, all their separate books, they're always willing to tie in. And they don't have a ton of books, obviously. They don't have a ton of different titles. But the ones they do, they always tie them in across the board. It's like you can always – it always – now, you're talking about continuity, Dave. And, and this is if, – if you love continuity, you should jump on the Valiant Universe because they are continuity across the board. I mean, they are always tying in other storylines, other characters. Where, and they're always, they always fit. There's never a, like, what's going on here type mm-hmm. of thing. We've been talking about with DC and Convergence and Marvel and all their stuff. They have Secret Wars and all the crap they have going on. Um, they're very consistent as far as, like, their storylines. And um, this book is re- written by Robert Venditti, who does, you know, again, Green Lantern. And he does Exo Manowar. 
I've interviewed him. Big fan of his. Um, he's he's writing this this mini series, and uh, what's really cool is that a book that has not been part of the Valiant Universe and uh, almost a year now, I guess, is Shadow Man. Um, and we come in to find out. Spoiler, if you want to, know, if you don't want to get spoiled by this, um, the end of Book of Death. Issue two brings in a character from Shadow Man, which has not been around for a while, brings in a villain from Shadow Man um, at the end of the book, because really the what's happening on Earth and all these natural disasters is another geomancer. I don't know if he's from the future or was another little kid, um, and he's being kind of manipulated by this other villain, and um, it's just... Really well done. The first issue was great. This is a this is a story that brings again all the main characters of the Valiant Universe together. Uh, so if you're looking for something, again, if you're into continuity, that kind of stuff, this is the universe to be in. So big fan of Book of Death and issue two has been. It was very close to being my pick of the week. Honestly, if Empty Zone hadn't had so much shocking stuff going on in it. Book of Death number two definitely would have been my pick of the week. Huh. Sweet. All right. So, is anything else stand out to you this week? But just let's talk Justice League a little bit. Yeah, just I mean, quickly, just, I was about to say Justice was, League is pretty good. That was, uh, you know, this is the issue after Batman and finally. Taking over the chair from uh, Metron. Uh, we're talking a lot of New God stuff. Because, you know, the last issue had Batman getting all that information he's always wanted. Who killed his parents? Uh, who the Joker is? You know, all this stuff. And you're like, I'm glad they didn't say. And he's like, who's the Joker? And he's like, it can't be. You know, yeah, they didn't uh... say, like, you give a name. They did. It fell in line with the whole thing. But anyway. Um, so this one, again, let's, I'll, I'll kind of bring the conversation around to what we talked about the other issue when we did this show the first time around, um, Justice League is still dealing with, you know, we're talking Wonder Woman. She's still in the old costume. Batman is still Bruce Wayne. Uh, now what I find interesting is with Justice League is that even though Superman is off with Lex Luthor. Superman still now well, it makes a little sense. It make it, it makes sense that he's on apocalypse and there's no sunlight, right? So that's why he's bleeding. That's why his powers are depleted. But it still kind of kind of ties in a little bit with what's happening to Superman right now. He does you know he does the solar flare. He's got to regenerate his powers again. They don't come back automatically. But now he's on apocalypse and he's bleeding. And Lex notices that, and he's like, hey, wait a minute, there's no sunlight here, type of thing. So, uh, I don't know, what do you, what do you think about Justice League? Because that's, that's, that's a book we both really enjoy. I'm, I'm, that's, that's one of my main, my main books that I buy all the time, you know, religiously. So. Yeah. I mean, I, I love the stories. You know, Jeff Johns is still my favorite writer. I love what he's been doing with justice league, you know, throughout this whole thing where started off with apocalypse, started off with dark side. Then he went to, you know, kind of throne of Atlantis and 
then Trinity War, then Forever Evil, and the Mesovirus, now this. I mean, it's some fantastic stories, great characters, love the Justice League. I just, you know, it, it's right now, it's pretty much to the point where if you just read Justice League, you would be reading a continuity sure. that's pretty consistent. Absolutely. But you can't, uh, as far as what I'm reading, you can't go from this to reading Superman Wonder Woman, which came out this week, and feel like it's in the same universe. I mean, you just right. can't. And they're telling us that it is somehow. Um, you know, but does this happen? To, you know, if, if it's true, does this happen before all that stuff? Or, um, you know, like, yeah, you know, I, I just don't know. Like the whole Ulysses thing that happened with Superman, because Jeff Johns wrote that. Um, it's like, I don't know. I mean, uh, yeah, because didn't we, we talked about this, didn't we? Did, what was the, uh, where did the solar flare stuff, was it the battle of Ulysses, wasn't it? Was that how the solar flare happened? Or? Yeah, that's how, that's how it happened. Yeah. So that's where, that's where he lost his, well, lost his powers. His powers changed. Yes. During that story arc with the Ulysses, which was, you know, Jeff Johns and John Romita Jr. When they started their run on Superman. Yeah. But was there an explanation yet on? I can't remember if there's an explanation yet on why he flared up. Well, when they were on Ulysses' plant, or the, in the in the fourth dimension, where Ulysses was, when he helped him, uh, or defeated him, defeated is, is that's a loose term. Defeat, you know. Yeah. Because he was trying to bring all all the people to his fourth dimension where everything was perfect, um, and I guess in that fourth dimension is where he had that shift and his powers went, you know, supernova. I oh, guess right. you want to call it that, you know, because when he went, he was like using his all his powers and using his heat vision and just like it went on overload at that point. And he didn't know what happened because it was like this big, there's a big panel where he's just like lights coming out of everywhere type of thing. Um, I think it was, I believe it was in the fourth dimension is when it happened. So anyway, the, um, but again, you know, when did, when did that happen? Did that happen after this whole dark side war thing? And, Oh, as as far as like continuity, yeah, that's the question. (laughs) I wish, I wish, you know, or does, or does the, because the dark side war, because I was just reading, I, I kind of looked back on the first, you know, the first issue, and I don't know if it was like, does it, how much time is between the Amazo virus and the Dark Side War? Because, because the the uh, I can't remember the guy that they kind of held the the virus, but he he's still alive, he, or he's in a coma or something like that. That. Luther's holding him, but I don't know how, it doesn't say how long he's been there, and mm. you know, I don't know. But then, you know, in all the other books, all the, like in all the Superman books right now, like, where's Luther? There's no Luther. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. So and He's a big part of this whole Dark Side War thing. Yes. So, 
obviously maybe all this Superman stuff happens after that, I guess. I, you know, I don't know. It just, it just sucks because I felt like when I first got in to, to, to the new 52, that was when I jumped on board in the comics. I just felt like it was awesome to be able to like go and read other books and it just crossed over so well, you know, as I read Swamp Thing and I read, you know, after, I mean, this, and, I, and this is after about a year, you know, reading, because I started out with just, Justice League, Super, Justice League, my, my thing was, is I was going to read Justice League and then all the other books of the individual characters, Batman, Superman, mm-hmm. Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, Aquaman, and they didn't have a cyborg book. So I was reading all that, but then I thought, you know, I started branching out because you talked about Just League Dark. So I read Just League Dark. And because of that, I had to read Swamp Thing because it was written by Scott Schneider. And then it was, well, I can't just read Green Lantern. I got to read Green Lantern Core. I got to read Green Lantern Guardians. I got to read Red Lanterns. It was really good. Mm -hmm. Um, Sure. So, but when you do that. It was Charles Soule, though. Do what? Because Charles Soule took up, a lot of that was Charles Soule. Yes. As a writer taking over Scott Snyder on Swamp Thing Swamp and then do totally. Red Lanterns actually too. Yep, he did. So and then uh, and John was reading, you know, Aquaman. So I was reading that. Obviously, John's was on that. Um, I don't know. It was just you know, I was able. You were just able to read anything you wanted at that point, and you knew it was all connected in the same universe. Things happened to people that had consequences in other. In a, uh, I don't know. It was just I felt like it was a good synergy going on. Even when they, you know, did the whole crime syndicate thing forever evil, it all it ran through all the books. Mm-hmm. Um even when they did Future's End, it was it was confusing for a while, but it brought back a lot of you know, smaller characters, secondary characters, third tier characters. You got into that. I just I don't know. I, the, the convergence thing just is very very confusing to me. I'm not sure I'm just not sure why they decided to do that or who thought that that was supposed to be a good idea. Um, mm-hmm. Because, okay, you can say, yes, we wanted to bring back these characters that, you know, pre-52 and that people were missing and all that stuff, but it's like, that's fine, but I think you could do a better job of putting those characters somewhere else you know, on a different earth or even say, okay, this is a whole nother multiverse and they're in there. That's fine. But then still, still keep the continuity together in the other books. That's the only, I don't know. That's, that's my gripe about it. I mean, I'm still going to try to read as much as I can, but, um, but I'm not sure. I'm just not sure why they did that. I'm just not sure the purpose. Yeah, I think the I think actually the only book that I feel like has kept that continuity from the new 52 through convergence through post convergence actually is Earth 2. Because Earth 2 had its own thing going on yeah. and that was the catalyst to convergence with their world being destroyed right. and then through convergence it went we have a new planet to go to after Apocalypse um, destroyed our planet, and we have now Earth Two, you know, society, and that follows through the storyline of convergence. Everything else seems kind of like I'm not sure why any of those were involved. Quite honestly, I mean, I'm I'm glad they're going to bring back you know other characters from either Kingdom Come or 
you know, Thrill Killer or any of these other, you know, Elseworld stories that happened back in the back in the day. But uh, I'm like you, I don't really know at the at the end of it all, especially when Convergence finally wrapped up. I was like, well, what 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 really changed? What really happened? It was like, oh, it was a it was a de- it was a decent story, but I was kind of like, eh, yeah, I don't I don't really know what. Outside, again, outside of Earth Two, where that through line went, you know, I, I follow it through Earth Two all the way through everything, all the storylines. But after conversions happens and all those other books pop up afterwards, I'm like, eh, I, I don't really know what the real because it felt very much like um, we were, we were we were led to believe this is going to be this big event that changed everything. And reshaped the DC universe, where I felt like it was kind of like, well, it happened, but it didn't really, it didn't really reset anything, or it didn't really change anything. It just was like, oh well, we worked it out. You know, there was a resolution at the end of Convergence, but it didn't. It wasn't a resolution that like changed the entire scope, like Flashpoint did. You know, Flashpoint right. was like, like, okay, this is the storyline. This is why it changed everything. Convergence felt like, well, it's going to change everything, and maybe not. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's kinda like there was no, there was no real change at the end, other than bringing in some new books. You know, bringing in whatever twenty plus new books that were yeah. kind of off the wall, and you know, different characters and new characters and stuff like that. Whereas our new 52 books are kind of like, why are they out of sync now? That's right. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, totally. Uh, totally. No, they took they took half their inventory and said, okay, so this half will continue on. This half will be all new number ones, and we're going to focus on diversity. We want younger audience. We want uh, We want to bring up some of our female characters. We want to do this. We want to do that. And I just... But again, the 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 continuing twenty or I think it was twenty four or twenty five, you know that we were picking up back up with thirty nines and forties and all that stuff. It just wasn't. Um, it's just not consistent. Um, it's just not consistent. So I don't know. I, I don't know how it gets fixed or if it's getting fixed or if they're just gonna how long they're gonna ride this. Oh, it's not about the continuity. It's about story. Um, right. But what's wrong with it's continuity? All... What's wrong? With, why Why do pro- people have problems yeah. with continuity? You know? Yeah. And I, I, I mean, again, I, I, I have to look at most of these issues, a lot of these, these storylines, like, well, this is a different story. So just deal with it as, as it is. But um, one thing I do like about that, that all said, with Justice League, this current issue with the Anti Monitor and Dark Side family coming, like like that was a pretty cool, like war that's yes about to happen. You Love know, it. so mm-hmm. I was very surprised by that. Dark Side's you know daughter, who was actually part of you know she was part of Vibe's storyline when Vibe had his own book. That's you know, right. For that short period of time. Oh man, so, that's right. So I thought that was pretty cool. As far as that goes, so um, 
uh, again, that all said, I do like Justice League. I think the storyline is pretty cool. I, I, again, much like you, I wish it had some sort of continuity with what our regular books are, are going through right now. And, you know, on the flip side of that, that's what is so attractive right now to all the stories that's happening on the Star Wars side because all of that is continuity. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're reading... I don't know. You just you just know that they're making a conscious effort to make all of these stories link together. Movie, but they're obviously they're doing it across the board: movies, comics, novels, games, all that stuff. And I and I and I'm cool with DC not you know keeping their TV universe different from their movie universe, and their con- and I'm and I'm really thankful that their comic universe is even different from all that stuff because I don't want it to be the same. But I want all the comics to be in the same universe. Right. So, you no, know, I, uh, I get that. I mean, you know, when DC back in the day, I, I wish they would do it. Here's what I wish. If they're not going to do it in a, in a way that they're going to explain timelines and all that stuff, is that when, like you say, back in the day when, when like, oh, Kingdom Come came out. Kingdom Come, you know, it has right on the cover, this is an Elseworld story. So it means this is a standalone story. It doesn't fit into any kind of you know specific current continuity that's happening. This is just a separate story. It's a mini series or whatever. I can live with that. You know, if you're like, if you just want to have something outside of the box and make it the future, or you know, make it just here's something we're doing with these characters um, in a different time. Red Sun, you know, Superman comes down to Earth and he gets found by the the Russians rather than, you know, you one-shot type of thing, um, I'm okay with. But to try to fit these different storylines in, I, I, agree with, I agree with you. If, it was Justice, if you're reading Justice League and you just read it straight across the board, you got the whole storyline going across the board. But if you try to tie in anything that happened with some of these other books, it's, it, it's very kind of disconcerting, so... Yeah, I'm with you on that, I and mean, I wish it was. I can kind of separate myself a little bit from that, but it does. It's a little frustrating, you know. I don't like when they necessarily do all that stuff. So, um, all right. So, as of this recording, Fear of the Walking Dead has finally come out. Um, this leads into what a little bit what we were going to talk about again the first time we <laughs> attempted this show um, is that. You know, once we did episode number 100 of this podcast, we kind of joked about, you know, you know, rebooting our universe or whatever. But obviously, this is one on ones. We're not doing that because um, we'd be kind of hypocrites if we did that. So, uh, <laughs> so this is SG 101. But uh, we have talked about a little change of pace, maybe adding some different things, elements to the podcast via video and or some different takes on uh, things. Um, and Dave, you had a suggestion about Fear of the Walking Dead and even Walking Dead in general that we might do kind of a separate standalone thing in the comics, Dead Edition? Dead Edition, yeah. Yeah, so um, I think, uh, yeah, I just think uh, what we're what, – kind of lend itself to the podcast a little bit. We'll do a a video review of each episode of Fear of the Walking Dead. And if you guys, I guess, like it enough, we'll continue on maybe through season six of The Walking Dead. Now, this is going to be 
it's not going to be as elaborate as if you guys watch the Gotham After Show. We're not going to sit down for 30, 40 minutes and talk about the episode. We're really going to just kind of do a little, hopefully, just like a quick 10 to 15 minute talk with with me and Russ um, on video, um, kind of in a setting. And, and we might, you know, we might bring someone else on but but i even thinking that it, again we haven't filmed it yet we're talking about doing it tomorrow but uh you know you know just something very casual where we maybe maybe even standing we're not even sitting you know i don't know we we, we still got a couple things to work out but uh chad's gonna be shooting it so um yeah uh something we something we thought we just so we wouldn't spend that much time on the podcast talking about you guys go check that out to hear our review of uh uh, Fear the Walking Dead, which uh, I have seen it already and uh, got a lot to say about it. Got a lot to say about it. And I'll watch it tomorrow at some point and I'll have a lot to say about it too, hopefully. Um, <laughs> but we're talking about that and we're also talking about with all these shows coming back for the fall. I mean, we're right around the corner here from Gotham, um, which yeah. had a new teaser I just saw that teased, you know, the villains uprising type of thing. Um, and they... And we talked about this on the Gotham After Show, when, especially when I was on there. It's like the whole Joker storyline. We're gonna. That seems like that's could be a thing. We don't know, um, but it seems like they're really kind of skewing in that direction. Um, but with you know Gotham and Arrow and Flash returning, and you know, the Walking Dead shows and Supergirl and just all these. I mean, it's gonna be just a ton of uh, superhero television shows, which. Quite honestly, outside of like sports and football, that's really the only stuff I'm watching uh, on yeah. television. Um, and there's going to be a lot more coming out too. I mean, there, a lot of books that have come out over the past year have been optioned for television shows. Um, so there's going to be a, a, just a ton of stuff coming out. Uh, movies as well, a lot of movie stuff. So maybe we're going to do a little more, you know, TV centric especially when the fall hits, maybe that's a different direction we go in. So you guys tell us what you think. Maybe you think, you know, you like our talks about arrow or flash or, uh, any of the shows that we watch shield, you know, any, anything that's happening. Um, give us your thoughts on that. Tell us what you think. If you like it, you don't like it. You want more of it. You want less of it, whatever, you know, cause we're doing this because we would talk about it as, as we've said a million times, we talk about it anyway. So, <laughs> yeah. I want you guys to chime in and let us know what you think about it as well. Um, all right. Anything else? Uh, not not too much. Not too much. We I guess the only thing we didn't really touch on uh, from the la- again last temp- attempt at this was the you know the only thing we really talked about outside of that was the Deadpool trailer. Well, that was kind of interesting. It was kind of fun. You know, it seems like it's going to be a fairly good movie in the in the Fantastic Four. What is uh, Fox going to do with that now that it's officially flopped? Was it Sony? No, it's, it's Fox, right? Is Fox have Fantastic Fox. Four? Yeah, yeah. Fox. Uh, now, now that it's a, an officially a flop, um, what are they going to do with that franchise? Is they going to come back? Is it ever going to? They're going to do what they did with Spider Man and say, "Look, we we can't handle it. We're going to share the profits with Marvel Studios and let them run with it." I don't know. I still haven't seen it yet. Chad, who Host of the Gotham After Show, um, he told me he went and actually saw it, and asked him, "Is it as bad as we've heard?" And 
Chad seems to agree that it is. <laughs> it's pretty terrible, apparently. Um, it seems like a very disjointed, not well put together movie. Seems like it's uh, you know there's no there's no second act to the movie. So um, I'll still go see it just because, or I'll watch it at some point just because I have to see if it's really that bad. Uh, it, it, maybe it is. I don't know. I haven't seen it. I have no real concept of that. So uh, we'll see. Um, and we'll talk uh, hopefully here soon about the Fear of the Walking Dead. Uh, that's the first real new kind of comic book centric. Uh, it's not even a comic book because it's not. It's not. It's not a comic book, but it's based on a comic book. Uh, so yeah. this is a, a totally original new story, new characters. Um, we have no insight on who these characters are or anything. There's no, we have no, you know, much like what, you know, walking dead still skews a lot from the book itself, but you know, at least we had some sort of insight was happening, but we have nothing here with fear of the walking dead. So I'm looking forward to seeing it. And I just flipped the TV around. Um, anything else? Um, just keep, you know, I promise we're going to start getting more regular with this. So, uh, Get the ITC questions going again. Let's, uh, you know, let us know what you think about uh, Fear the Walking Dead. With you know the the comics that are out there right now, um, and of course, especially when we get into these shows. So yeah, like what you were saying, we're probably not going to do a variant issue like we did last year. Uh, we may still do. We'll probably still do variant issues, but um, we're not going to do a. ITC on TV variant. We're going to be mainly talking about the TV stuff uh, with sprinkling in. So before before it was all about our books, and then it was all about the TV stuff. Now it's more about the TV with sprinkling in our our books. And I think you know we're we're going to be getting. I want to. We're going to be doing more pick of the week videos and stuff like that. And um, mm-hmm. uh, so we still we just I, we really focus on getting videos out there and. And interacting more on there, so let's so again get on our YouTube channel and subscribe there. Ton of playlists there. We're about to add some more, so check us out there. Yeah. So again, as David mentioned, the Twitter question of the week. So let's get back on that. Um, you can get your questions answered by going to Twitter and use the hashtag ITC Question and have a chance to be our Twitter question of the week. And maybe we'll have some prizes. We still have some things in the back room. Storage, yes, uh, we do. You pull out, uh, so you know, you could win something kind of cool there. Um, but hey, you, right, can, so you, some- can, you can still win by using the promo code 2114 at superhero stuff.com. Oh, he beat me to the punch. There you oh. go. Uh, no, you're, that's perfect. That's what I was going for. Um, so time to bag and board this issue. As Dave just said, go to superhero stuff.com, use the promo code through September. 21, spell out the word 21, use the number 14 and get 14% off any order you get at superherostuff.com. Be sure to send us your thoughts, comments, and questions to info at inthecomics.com or hit us up on Twitter, Tumblr, or Facebook. Get all those links at inthecomics.com. Follow Dave on Twitter at dcottingham21 and follow me at director. Four two one. Thanks so much for listening to the show. We appreciate you guys hanging in there. We love our fans and listen and send us all kinds of cool information and questions. So uh, we appreciate it. Uh, tune in next week for issue one hundred and two and get in the mix for David Cunningham. Thanks for hanging out with us, guys.
I am Russell Johnson, and this is In the Comics. This has been a production of the 21 Network. For more great podcasts, visit 21network.com. To view additional content, subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash 21network. Follow us on Twitter at 21network for the latest news and updates. The 21 Network, for the fan and all of us. 